Well, today is going to be pretty special. It's not every day you get contacted by a PR firm and be invited to interview an actual movie. We'll call him a star. After talking to him, he's a star. Aww. We were able to talk with Major Dodson and what will follow is our interview with him. And point is, is he's on the spectrum and he's playing a boy who's on the spectrum as well. And it's his story of kind of overcoming adversity within his family and physically. And the movie is called Tyson's Run. It comes out March 4th. And here's our interview with Major. Hey friends, this is the Finding Mikey podcast, our family's quest to prepare our son Mikey for life. I'm Mike and from time to time I'll be joined by my wife Heather or other family members and others for interviews and conversations. Now while I may mention our son, you have a Mikey of your own and together we're on a journey to learn as much as we can so that we can understand how to best communicate and guide our kiddos into independent adulthood. Thanks for tuning in. Hey. Hey. (laughs) How are you? I'm good. I'm a little cold. It's very, uh, very damp and kind of sleety day outside. Oh, oh, okay. You're not in Texas then, so no, we're in Los Angeles, so it's even more surprising. And that is, is there sleet in Los Angeles? Yeah, like wow. I walked out there to grab my laptop. I I do my school in the garage. It's nice and quiet there. Uh-huh. And as I'm walking back, I feel little drops hitting me. Wow. Look around, little dots on the concrete. Mm -hmm. We lived in Orange County, and I think through my entire time living there, I think it may have snowed on the Saddleback Mountains like twice, and maybe we got a little sleet over there too. So yeah, it's kind of weird. These past couple of years have been very strange for the climate of Los Angeles. Yeah. True, true. First of all, thanks for meeting with us. We think this is going to be awesome. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Let's jump in. Let's talk about the yeah. movie first and let's get your story on how you were brought this opportunity and what drew you to it. Yeah. Well, it was sort of an opportunity like, you know, most other ones, you know, you get the audition notice from your agents and then you go and audition. And this was way pre-pandemic. This was I think in 2017 or 18. Oh, wow. I think, I think I auditioned. And the film shot in 2018, so it could be either. But when I auditioned and I met Ken Bass and Lisa Hamill, the casting director, I did my audition. It, it was a lot of preparation because I had never played a character who has to realistically be on the spectrum. He has to have autism. I had never done anything like that before. At least I don't believe. I've been doing this for like 10 years now, you know, ever since, ever since I was little. So maybe I have in the past. I just don't remember. But yeah, Tyson's Rome was really the first of its kind for me and took the opportunity when auditioned and the rest is history. That's awesome. Is there anything about his character that you resonated with? Somewhat, yeah. He's had his struggles, you know, socially, you know, in school. When I was younger, it was not easy going through the school system. I, apart from my issues, getting special education and, you know, for the proper attention, we, we went through so many hurdles with like the Texas school district when I was younger. Props to my mom for sticking through because I turned out pretty okay. It was a little rough knowing what was okay, what wasn't. 
some cultural things like, you know, those little silly bands that used to be popular, yes. little rubber bands. I had no clue why people liked those. <laughs> I didn't have, I had like maybe one or two and I thought they were the dumbest thing. And I think I might've voiced that once and, once or twice, but <laughs> I didn't know that that wasn't really appropriate. I had my struggles and Tyson, like me, he learned, he became privy to those things and he merged with a lot of growth. And I have done that over the years myself. We've seen a good bit of that with our son as well, where he used to, as he was going through occupational therapy, he would ask mm-hmm. like, I'm sorry, was that rude? Like, and it was a huge <laughs> step for us to see his development, to be self-aware on a different level. Right. And you know, where he'd be like, Hey, I think those are stupid. I'm sorry. Was that rude? Like it literally was seeing him transform. That is cool to see that go through too. But yeah, we've seen the silly bands. We've had a million of them and uh, our house is littered <laughs> with all sorts of fidgets still. So oh, we got fidget spinners. Yeah. The spinners, we went through that. We've got all the little, what are those? Poppets. Poppets. I don't like those as much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Personally, I, I've always been, I mean, of course the heyday is long gone for fidget spinners, but I, <laughs> I don't know. I always like the, the kind of gyroscopic feel that you could get with those. It was just, No, it's cool. We all have our own sort of sensory needs, right? Mm -hmm. And oh, absolutely. It sounds like yours are are more around balance. Our sons, it's interesting because he could sit in a vat of a million Orbeez and live there. Like he would love that kind of (laughs) that kind of feel. So awesome. Was taking on this role a challenge for you? Because Tyson himself, his personality, his mannerisms and things like this. Could you, could you talk through how you learned to, or how you prepared for the role to, to be Tyson? Well, yeah, it was a, a lot of preparation in the audition room. It was okay. If I made a couple mistakes here and there, because at the end of the day, you know, it's an audition. It's not getting released to the general public, but filming Tyson's run, I had a lot of anxiety about how properly I could portray the character. I didn't want it to be an offensive caricature or just, oh, he's playing autistic guy. Look at him go. I I wanted it to be a character who is on the spectrum, you know, an actual person. And it was a challenge finding out how to meld that all together and make it realistic. I just didn't want it to be offensive, especially nowadays. There's no excuse for it. It's not in the fifties. You can't just say, Oh, he's mentally challenged. And then, you know, the whole movie or, or worse. Right. Yeah. I, I talked about that on another interview or uh, Kim Bastard, and it's just, we've, we've come a long, long way in terms of representation and accurate portrayals on screen. Well, and I think there's so many nuances, right? Because, and I'm sure you've heard this before. We've heard it as well. It's like, but Major doesn't look autistic or Tyson doesn't look autistic. Like the the way autism expresses itself in quote looks is not what you expect. Like you 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 have other notions for, for different disabilities, but like autism being as broad as it is. Yeah. I think it's an interesting thing. I think you did a great job. I think Thank you. Really just kind of the eye contact or lack of eye contact or where your focus was is mm-hmm. telltale for anyone who's on the spectrum. And I think that that was for me, I know for me, that would have been the hardest thing to do because I, I love to engage and see your eyes. So of course, I think you did a wonderful job. Appreciate it. What are you hoping that viewers will take away from this? Because we have, I mean, 
we live a similar kind of life. Mm-hmm. But what what do you hope that this movie can portray to viewers? Well, above all, just a a hopeful good story to go and see. You know, the past two years have not been easy for anybody. Maybe people who love pandemics, but I don't think there are that many people around. Yeah, it's just been really rough. And movies like this, just positive, family-oriented, have something for anybody. And I hope people take away a message of inspiration, of hope, of getting up and doing something that they want to do for whatever cause. I just hope it inspires people. It makes them feel good. I think it will. We can't get enough of these types of stories anyway, really, because I agree. I don't think there's a Facebook group for pandemic lovers, but I'm going to check it out after the, <laughs> after the podcast. I but like, I think we're, we'd rather have you know happy in our life than, than to not have happy in our life too. So I do have a couple questions and I'm glad that this was part of, of what we were going to talk about anyway. I was in the Marine Corps and we ran a ton. I stopped running the second I was done with the Marines. So watching you run was like stressing me a little, <laughs> a little bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was wondering how much did you have to train? How much did you have to prepare? Did you really run all that much? Or was it just like a super cut of you just running a quarter mile on a track? Like I've got to know. Whatever running that you have seen, I did more. <laughs> it was take after take after take. Because the whole time I'm running as well, I have to work on facial expressions, posture, gait. As you watch the movie, Tyson's gait develops. You know, he becomes a bit more of an apt runner. That was me trying to incorporate that. Before we filmed Tyson's run, I around the time I was living in Houston, we moved to Los Angeles about four years ago. And to train in the months prior... I went up to my local school's parking lot. I didn't want to go on the track because I was embarrassed from the other, all the other kids. whatever. But we just did laps and laps in the school parking lot. And we, we had these little landmarks, you know, like there's, oh, the, the, the band truck trailer. And I just go around and around, you know, practice my stretching beforehand and try and work up my endurance. And eventually I got much more fit than I was. And before that, I was eating what four slices of bacon a day uh didn't matter if it was cold or or heated up and it was pre-cooked bacon don't worry you're in texas though too like barbecue meat you're gonna oh, yeah. consume that right? man that is one thing i seriously miss in texas <laughs> you could you could go anywhere and you would find a hardcore barbecue joint mm-hmm. like i i love i love going to rudy's there was this one place in i think san antonio i can't remember but that was really good they didn't let you use forks. It was interesting. Yeah, actually, there's um, a sp- well, not to turn this into a barbecue podcast, but <laughs> yeah, it's in Lockhart. There's one place there that they don't have forks and they don't have sauce. Was it like a meat what market? What is it called? It's that because um, I know we're talking about the same place. No, it's it's Kreutz. Barbecue. Okay, Kreutz. I think that sounds familiar. Yeah, but yeah, that's one thing I miss. Just you can't find that here. Same with Tex Mex. Yeah, correct. But you get good carne asada. Like at least it's Mexican every once in a while you'll be driving on the road you'll see just a little tent and a bunch of people with a grill and can go there and you'll get the best like food you've ever had in your life same with food trucks uh-huh. true, true what was the topic again <laughs> I got food on the- no I'm, I'm tracking it's all good so it sounds like not only were you training but were you starting to 
say, okay, well, now I'm feeling comfortable running. What about introducing a gate into this now too? Were you starting to do that beforehand as well? Basically what I'm wondering is, were you method acting while you were running at the same time? Yes. <laughs> when you see Tyson breathing insanely hard. That was you. To try and, yeah, <laughs> that was me breathing insanely hard. Because we went from the humidity and heat in Houston to the completely human humidity free almost August and July summer heat in Atlanta. Oh, okay. It was take after take. The sun was very, very excited to batter down on me. Wow. So you've you've spent a good bit of time in Georgia. Walking oh, Dead yeah. was there as well and in that too. I mean, I grew up in South Carolina, so Georgia's always been a, a pretty place, lots of beautiful trees and things like that. Oh, so yeah. I was I was kinda I was stoked to see that it was filmed in Georgia too. So I'm betting that that felt a little bit like home again when you were back there filming. Yeah, somewhat. It's a nicer city. I'll freely admit that. There's more to do, more to see. Where we lived in Texas was very suburban, suburbia. There, mm-hmm. there was the occasional strip mall. <laughs> By me, there was this big antique store. I mean, that was really cool. But there's just not that many landmarks. But of course, you go to Atlanta and you go to downtown and it's like, oh, there's the famous Roscoe's or whatever. It wasn't called that. I, I haven't been there in a while. It's their chicken and waffles. Yeah, their chicken and waffles. Okay. Is it Bosco's? I can't remember. We're talking a lot about food. I know we are. That's okay, though. That's okay. <laughs> it's Diet's important. <laughs> exactly. I like food. I like food. Yeah. It is almost lunchtime. But yeah, there's like the Olympic torch. There's just so much more to do in Atlanta. So it was like Houston turned up to 11. It was really cool going there. And of course, I had filmed The Walking Dead there. I don't think American Horror Story. I think that was someplace else. But just going there, and I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Let's go visit Peachtree. And if you've been to Peachtree? Yep, sure have. Well, there's a joke there, too. There's, there's a thousand different streets named Peachtree. So you, you know, to get to my house, <laughs> you, you head down Peachtree East, and then you take a left on Peachtree South, and then you take a right on Peachtree Circle, and that's my house. Peachtree so, Glen Northwest. That's it. Yeah, there's Peachtree <laughs> everywhere. So. But yeah, that's cool. I think having that extra kind of familiarity was good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's just a very comfortable place to be. We go to Houston every once in a while, and it is humid there as well. So I'd imagine you got a good bit of training and preparing you at least for the southeast there too. So do you do any running now or did you, like me, just completely throw away the running shoes when you got done with, all right, I don't have to run anymore. I'm done. Did you keep up with it? I pulled a U. I did what you did. (laughs) Nowadays, I choose kind of more low impact things like sitting on my chair or riding my bike at the very most. I, I, I need to get back in the, the more intensive things. It's good mm-hmm. to stay active. Yeah. You've got time. You've got time. I'm sure your schedule Funny. is booked as mm-hmm. well. So I don't know. Maybe you could take on like a, I think Marvel's trying to keep their franchise going. So maybe you could do something that'll force you to stay in shape, be the next, I don't know which superhero they're looking for, but you know. <laughs> It's awesome. Boy, fit boy. Fit boy. Oh. Fit boy. There you he go. doesn't do anything. He can just run for a little <laughs> while. Yeah. I think that's the pitch. That's it. That's the whole pitch. <laughs> fit boy, all he does <laughs> is run. Piece of, just piece of paper on their desk. Here's <laughs> me. Uh-huh. Cool. All right. So back to Tyson, back to mm-hmm. the movie here too. I'm trying to think. There's a good cross section here around family and inspiration here as well. What parallels between your family and the family and Tyson's run did you see? 
Certainly, like I mentioned before, the school things, not so much that we had issues bringing me into school. I I got into school about the same time that maybe a regular child would. I just had my occupational needs through them that weren't really met. Right. And we were fought, you know, it was my mom chiming in. Uh, She she helped a lot. Yeah. Round of applause for mom. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, she persevered and really helped out because the school system, they didn't believe that I was Asperger's as it was then. I didn't talk like a normal kid. I didn't. They weren't, oh, well, he doesn't seem like an autistic kid. We mentioned that earlier, how it's, you don't really just tell that somebody is somewhere on the spectrum. You don't point at somebody and say, oh, well, they look like they have autism because that's not how it works. Right. We definitely had our difficulties. So it sounds like the perseverance that you kind of were taught just through your own life. Obviously, it was written into this story here as well. I think that's great. I think it's a good lesson. I think what was necessary for the story was the conflict between Tyson and his father, because mm-hmm. that's what prompted him to go and say, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and do this. And I'm, I'm trying to fill a need in me and then build a relationship mm-hmm. with you, that kind of a thing. I do think that there's opportunity in some movie at some point to show the moms and the parents behind the scenes trying to enable the children that we have in getting them going too. So, Oh, yeah. And when you see that a lot in the movie... Yeah, mom was super, super supportive. Yeah. And Chill dad, you know. Of course, Rory Cochran, he did a fantastic job playing the dad. Like, you can just see whenever he's on screen, that sort of disappointment with himself, you know, with, with, his, with his son, because he doesn't really understand how to just let go and let his kid go out and blossom because he's a scared. He's a scared man. In relation to that, he just doesn't know how to kind of accept that that's how his kid is and he needs to work around that. So you do see those themes in the movie. I can see, even though our son's only 11 now, I can see a time where I'm going to have that apprehension to let go as well, even though I know Mm. it's probably what's best for him too. But as you've aged as well, have you had to deal with any of that? Like, hey, look, I'm I'm good. I'm, I'm safe. You can let go a little bit. Have you had to... Have you encountered that personally? Quite a while ago, my parents did a very good job making sure that I was safe for the water before dropping me in. I'm doing just fine now. I'm very, I feel like I'm ready for anything. I, I hang out with friends. I'm about to start driving here soon. I, I've been driving. I just don't have my license just yet. So I'm going to get that finished. I'm a fiercely independent guy. I've just kind of gotten to that point in my life where I am far enough along and I understand how things work Nice that I can just do things for myself. For sure. Well, I think as we raise our kids with that are not neurotypical, right? They have divergency. Our son also is high functioning autism or you'd call it Asperger's, right? It takes our team to really balance. We need to hold on. No, we need to prepare him. No, we need to push him. No, we need to pull in the reins. So Um, I think that's awesome. And to see that you've taken what you've been through in your life and now you're, you're giving back your talents in an entertainment environment, right? I'm curious because we actually did this as an experiment a couple of years ago. Our son, very good at memorizing things. Echolalia, like through the roof, like that's a superpower. He can memorize stuff. 
So we thought, all right, acting might be the thing. And his two sisters were getting involved in our local theater. So we tossed him in there too. And I think, yeah. well, there was dancing and standing still and learning music oh. <laughs> that threw him for a loop. So, yeah. Well, the biggest part is that there's a lot of downtime. And so, well, all the other kids are auditioning or that you might have three staff people and like 40 kids. So right. if there's downtime and he's not being paid attention to, he will just wander around everywhere. And so it, it was hard for them to keep him with the group of kids. And his filter at that time was like, well, you guys are, well, I'm bored. Like, what am I supposed to do? I'm bored. Like, I'm, I'm going to go entertain myself. And they're like, well, you just need to sit here and wait your turn. And it's just like, it was just too much downtime for him. And so they were having to try to find things for him to do to occupy his mind so that, you know, they could get through the re just the audition process to see, right. you know, what part you were going to get. So at the end of the audition part, they called me aside and they were like, yeah, I don't know if this is going to be the right fit for Mikey because it's just not safe for him to be in this environment because we don't have enough staff to supervise him. And he left because that's one of his things is like, if he's bored, he'll go and he'll go to a different room to see what's going on in the other room because where mm -hmm. he's at, he's bored. And so they're like, this right. is not safe because he wanders off. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, try again next time. We'll put mm -hmm. him back at the trampoline park. There you go. <laughs> I, I still haven't been to one of those. Uh -huh. So how did you get started? Get started? Well, it's funny because y'all are talking about theater. That is how I got my start. Uh -huh. Before we went and did theater, I had watched Bolt by, you know, old Pixar movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, we he know it. He loves that movie. You know it. We oh, know yeah. It. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh -huh. Well, and you know then that they went to Hollywood and they filmed big movies and all mm -hmm. that. Little six or seven year old me, I think six, was really, I thought that was the best thing in the world. Mm -hmm. So I pestered my mom that I wanted to be an actor. And so she eventually got me into the local theater, which was doing a production of A Christmas Carol. Uh -huh. And they were having auditions where any kid who wanted to have a part could go up, sing a song, and everybody would leave with a part. Now, six-year-old me wasn't the greatest singer <laughs> or the greatest performer just yet. So I went up there. And I told the casting lady that I was going to sing Thank You for the Music by ABBA because around then my mom was very much into Mamma Mia. And I, I heard it in the car. I heard it on the TV. And I liked that song. So I went up there and I told the lady, I'm going to sing Thank You for the Music. And I'm only going to sing three words. <laughs> Which doesn't really work, but <laughs> she humored me nevertheless. And so I, I sang my my one verse because she was like, oh, well, you should probably just sing a verse. And I was like, okay. And I did. And eventually I walked out with the role of Tiny Tim. And that's kind of how I started out. It was a little British accent. Oh, he's walking around on crutches. Uh-huh. You were the only one that had a British accent. Oh, my mom just reminded me. I was the only one who did a British accent. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so everyone else dedicated. is like a deep Southern drawl. <laughs> I think we were, we were a little too close to Dallas for much of a, a Southern drawl. Sure. But 
Definitely. Yeah. I was the only kid who did the accent. Funny little, funny little anecdote about this song, Let You Speak. There was a little scene in the play where Tiny Tim is like laying down in someone's lap. Can't do that now. I'm huge. But he was like laying down in someone's lap and then he goes to sleep. And the one production of it, I did. I was in their lap pretending to be asleep and I sneeze and the whole crowd goes, bless you. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> So I think I think it might have broken my immersion the slightest bit, but it didn't matter because I was pretending to be asleep. That is Aww. awesome. That's awesome. Well, I mean, we still want to see our son up there. I mean, he hasn't he's found another way to get on stage. So at our church, he's he's wedged himself into the praise and worship group and he volunteers his time every Sunday with the special needs room. So he's he's given back and you know, he's definitely a showman of a lot of sorts. We just need to find a way to to continue to encourage him to do the other things that we know are, are his strengths. So that's, that's Absolutely. a, that's a fun story. I can't wait for him to hear this by the way. So <laughs> I can't wait for him to hear it. He sounds like a cool guy. Well, <laughs> he would have a question for you and I'm going to, I'm just going to channel my inner Mikey. He would assume that you love roller coasters. So his, his I do question, love roller coasters. Oh, excellent. So he would ask you what's your favorite roller coaster. <laughs> Good job, Mikey. Nice. <laughs> he would ask what your favorite roller coaster is. Oh God. See, I've been on a few in my time. Yeah. <sighs> Favorite roller coaster. When we were in Texas, it was the Titan at oh, Six yeah. Flags Over Texas. Yeah. I love yeah. the Titan. Mm -hmm. The Titan's great. And I guess following tradition, here it's the Goliath. Yes. I really liked the Goliath. Mm -hmm. um, I can't remember. Uh, at one of the rides here, I almost blacked out. Mm. I think it might have been Goliath, but I can't remember for sure. The very end of Goliath, you pull some pretty strong G's. So I know that. Yeah. Okay. So it was Goliath. I yeah, like how you probably. guys just like know everything. <laughs> I wish. Yeah. <laughs> he would recommend that you ride, is it Tanzu or Tantu? Anyway, it's sort of where you're. I think I did. Where you're suspended and then you like lean forward and you're going like this the whole way. Super, super oh, aggressive. Okay. Faster. I didn't do that one. I, I am meaning to when I do that. Does he watch like theme park crazy on, on YouTube mm -hmm. and stuff? He yep. does that. He's, yeah, the, the coaster theme kids. Theme park crazy. Correct. Yeah. Theme park crazy. <laughs> We've actually met up with the coaster kids to get together with, you know, other oh, wow. kids. The boy who started that, he's also on the spectrum. And that's where Mikey and, and, uh, and he connected. And yeah, we lived in Virginia for a little while. So we met up with them in Kentucky and in Ohio. And, and we got to spend some time with them too. So. Yeah, he's a he's a huge huge fan of roller coasters. Awesome. So he, he definitely would ask you, and then he would recommend some stuff to you too. So if you're ever in New Jersey, he would recommend that you go ride El Toro. Um, it's a big wooden roller coaster. I've heard of that one. Oh, it's um, it's amazing. So go ride that one. <laughs> oh, there's this one roller coaster that was mentioned in one of those videos. It was like a worst of list. I think you'll get a <laughs> kick out of this. The Big Apple at oh. New York, New York. That thing beats the heck out of you. Mm. <laughs> any of those like a, and like the wild mouse ones that just take you back and forth yeah yeah he, he, he would agree when well, you spin on those too don't uh -huh. you some of them yes. yeah some of them. A lot of i them. think there's one way back in texas it's like tony hawks or whatever and you spin on that one i think that's that's super cool he, he likes roller coasters too mm -hmm. definitely does yeah. definitely does he enjoyed the movie last night but he was still curious at the end he's like well when what was this question it was like it was about the football game because he was like who won the football game so after the whole I guess scene, we of, don't know. No, like so he was like, "All right, cool." 
So he came back and he won. And all right, that's great. But like through the credits, he's like, well, who won the football game? Who were they playing? Like, what was it? <laughs> he was just hung up on, on oh, the football gosh. game. So that's funny. It was really, really cute. Well, at the end of the day, we all know it was Coach Holland's team. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's world right. class. Of course, that is right. they're going to, you know, keep their winning streak going. Absolutely. Cool. Well, we got through all the questions in one version of okay. another. I think I was pretty yeah. good as a as an interviewer there. So yes, you guys did great. I like the conversational mm-hmm. tone; it just flows nicely. Perfect. Yeah. Well, we want to give you some of your time back so you can go play in the sleet or get some homework done. But next time you're in Texas, like <laughs> let's grab some barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, play in the sleet. Do some sledding in LA if that oh, even of is course. possible. I do that every day. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, sweet. Well, is there anything that, you know, in closing that you'd like to mention or that you'd like to say? I mean, you know, we're definitely going to spread the word about this movie, try to get as many people as we can to take a look at it. It was fun for us. It was a good family night, impromptu night last night mm-hmm. for us too. But is there anything that you'd like to say to, to the folks before we take off? I hope you enjoy the movie. Thanks for watching. Perfect. Yep. Perfect. And I just want to say as a mom, you know, watching the movie I definitely saw a lot of me and things that I went through with Mikey and and the actress. Mm. It really touched a, touched a lot of, and a lot of nerves for me. So I encourage those moms out there to take a look at it. And and it's true because she's welling up a little bit in her eyes. So, I mean, it is true. (laughs) true. Let's say no, it's really true. That's right. I have had an awesome time talking to you. I appreciate this. I think it was a really, really neat. Uh, You were a pleasure to chat with. I hope you have an awesome day. I hope we can run into you again sometime in the future. Yeah, you too. Thank you very much for having me. Awesome. Thank you. Bye, mom. (laughs) She's just saying bye, mom. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. She's off to work. (laughs) No sweat. Take care. All right, buddy. We'll see you. Uh, Bye. Bye. All right. We'll see you. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Uh Bye. Bye. That was super cool. That was. I really enjoyed that. I got to admit, I was a little bit nervous to start things off. Like I wanted mm-hmm. to make sure that everything technically worked, right? But right. then I'm like, I'm talking to a person who, this is his profession. Right. right? And to do media like this, it, it's important to like pull it off without looking like a schmuck. And whoo, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, think, I think we did. And it was awesome. I think I could have picked his brain about his life a whole lot more, mm-hmm. you know, I just, I didn't want to put him on the spot too much. And, you know, right. we've, literally we've never met. And I'm like, I'm just some dude in Austin and he's this young Hollywood kid. Right. You know? So, right. Anyway, what do you think? I'm just really proud of him for, you know, following his career that he chose when he was six years old and <laughs> right? becoming an actor and doing as much work as he's done and, you know, getting an opportunity to play an autistic character and to take it seriously and not fall into stereotypes, but also to do his best to portray a kid that's on the spectrum and take it very seriously because there's a big audience out there of families that have an autistic child. And he wanted to make sure that it looks as realistic as possible. I thought he did a great job. I did too. I I think there's room for a lot more of these movies because autism is such a, it's kind of a a misnomer, like in the meme and the internet culture now too. It's like, Hey, if you're just acting weird, you know, you can yell, Oh, I'm autistic or I'm being autistic or, Mm -hmm. you know, there it's being misused as like a medical term and being confused for something that it really isn't. So being able to portray what the spectrum could look like small motor skills, it's like, how are you on a scale of zero to a hundred? Right. And then it's like gross motor skills, the same thing empathy. 
right? It's another scale. Like, so when we talk about spectrum, it's not like, well, they have these traits specifically. It's like a sliding scale of all of these things. And there's a ton that goes into this. So being able to see someone whose autism highlights their ability to diagnose things medically Mm -hmm. or just gives them an all out determination to do something Mm -hmm. or gives them the talents and the drive to become an actor like him. Those are all parts of being on the spectrum and many, many more that I think we need to, we just need to be more aware of. Right. Right. So I think that on this podcast, we do need to get to our idea where it's like, listen, we want to talk to as many people about their success stories and their origin story and be like, Mm -hmm. Hey, here's what it was before. And here's where we are right now. And here's how we got here because the paths are all different, but we all have some things in common and the outcomes are all different, but we're able to see and appreciate. Yeah. My kid, Mikey is on the spectrum and your kid is as well Mm -hmm. and how wildly different, but how amazingly similar they are. I would agree. So I think this was great. I really think it would be awesome to bump into him again. I think, you know, we've, we've seen him on the screen watching the walking dead, you know, Mm -hmm. caretaking Carol over him when they got into Alexandria and yeah, it's been, that was, that was actually kind of cool. Like I said, a little bit nervous, you know, Hollywood guy over here, but Mm -hmm. totally awesome kid and and interested in what we wanted to talk about too, which was, which was really cool. You don't expect that Mm -hmm. right? for all y'all big shots out in Hollywood. (laughs) (laughs) So cool. Anything you want to say before we wrap up? Go watch the movie, Tyson's Run. Absolutely. It's limited release. Let me pull up the information here and throw on my little eyeglasses. We'll have the links, of course, here as well. But you can go to Tyson'sRun.com and take a look at the the film website there. Of course, if you look on Facebook for Tyson's Run movie, or you can even see, you know, Major Dodson's page there. It's under official Major Dodson. You can find him as well, Major underscore Dodson on Instagram and Tyson Run movie on Instagram as well. We'll link to the trailer here too, but if you just search for it, it's really, really good. Really good. We've got to recommend it to everybody here as well. So I'm glad the movie's finally coming out. It's to launch March 4th, 2022. And uh, that's it. All right. Thanks for listening, y'all.